0: This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton.
1: Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today for episode number 36 of the Uncommon Christian Podcast. We are in a series called Five Questions. Uh, These five questions are based off of Andy Stanley's new book called Better Decision, Fewer Regrets, Five Questions to Help You Determine Your Next Move. And uh, it's my desire uh, for you and I to begin to weave these questions into our daily decision making, which will hopefully lead us to make better decisions and, of course, live with fewer regrets. And today, I'm really excited for our guest, uh, Mister David Park, is joining the podcast for us. David serves as the uh, online campus pastor at Real Life Church, where I work at, and uh, he just joined almost a year ago. And uh, so I want to welcome David to the podcast. David, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you. Man, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Excited to be here with you, man. Great, great. I'm a big fan of your podcast.
1: Oh, thanks, David. You're so nice.
0: (laughs) So David
1: and his family uh, live here in Valencia, and uh, they used to, uh, I'm not going to tell too much of the story because I'm going to let him tell it, but they used to serve at uh, Canyon Ridge Christian Church out in uh, Las Vegas and recently became a transplant here, right here in Valencia as our online campus pastor. And uh, man, one of the most brilliant thinkers that I've had the privilege of working with and getting to know and so, David, why don't you kick us off a little bit just by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name is David. Um, I am a, a father of three amazing kids, mm. uh, two girls who are uh, really entering into their prime and adulthood right now, post-college. Uh, it's, it's been really amazing to see them just blossom. Um and then I have a 11-year-old son uh And what's who, his name? His name's Michael. That's um, right. He's 11 but he thinks he's 17, 18. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know at some point I think he's going to change the world either okay. for good or for bad and so you know we're 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 definitely praying that God grabs a hold of his heart and just really unleashes uh, all that you know we see in him. Yeah. Uh and then I'm married to my amazing wife, Christine, for now 25 years. Um, she is one of the best leaders I know, mm. you know, just natural born, uh, loves people. It's all about just seeing the, the beauty in people and wanting to bring that out. And so, you know, um, I think having lived life together with her and doing ministry together with her, and she's always been a, a close partner in whatever ministry seasons we found ourselves in. Yeah. Um, she just, she just dives in. And so, you know, as you mentioned, um, uh, we've had an incredible time out in Vegas for about three years serving at Canyon Ridge prior to that, uh, doing full-time ministry here in LA. So really this is kind of a coming back, uh, home. Um, but I love the season. Uh, You know, get to work with you, get to work with some amazing leaders, um, and then get to really champion online ministry in a season that feels like digital platform and reaching people in that context is so important. Right. And so um, I I love that we're invested in that and we're all about reaching people, helping people to find and follow Jesus. And so um, it's been a great season.
1: Yeah, that's great, man. And the one thing that he's not telling you is he actually
0: was a missionary for a little bit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we spent about four and a half years out in Mongolia. Uh, it's a long story, but, you know, um, my wife Christine's parents were actually missionaries out there for right. uh, almost 20 years. And um, after um, Christine's father passed away, unexpectedly, uh, we we just felt the Lord uh, opening the doors and allowing us to go out there and come alongside uh, the Mongolian church and leaders and uh, right. spend some time out there. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And. It, it, it's one. Of, it's because of that. Because you've been a missionary. Because you've, you know, you've been able to serve at some pretty incredible churches. Because currently, right now, you are serving in a ministry that used to just kind of be an afterthought, and now it's becoming the forethought of the church. You you've lived in a bunch of different, let's say, tension filled seasons, right? Um, which makes sense for today's question, you know, in our series, the five questions. And if and and if you're listening today and you haven't gone back to uh, see the other questions that we've talked about, the maturity question, the uh, legacy question, uh, make sure you go back and listen to those episodes. Those are so good. But today we're talking about the conscience question, which is what tension deserves my attention. Okay. Mm. What tension deserves my attention? And here are some examples of that. Here's some examples. So, you know, uh, you have a person who's, you know, deciding about getting married, but every time they think about uh, that person that they're with, they feel this, there's something uncomfortable that they're feeling, right? It's a tension. Right. Or maybe uh, there's a company that uh, that's been trying to recruit you to come work for them. And it's going to pay you better. It's going to be a better living situation for your family. I mean, there's just a lot of positives about it. But something about that company is giving you pause, and you don't know what it is. That's attention, right? Right. Or you're going to go buy a new car. You do your research. You know, you look at the Carfax. You find the car you want. It's great. It's awesome. You get to the dealership. They work. You. They talk to you all the paperwork and stuff. You're about to sign, but something makes you hesitate there's a tension Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: david can you kind of jump us into this conversation by talking about maybe a few tensions that you faced in in your life in that way
0: yeah yeah for sure you know when i when i think about that tension that you're talking about right um bigger the decision Mm. i feel like um maybe uh you know the the more impact for that tension feels like and um You know, uh, the illustration that you gave about, you know, uh, thinking about or processing, do I marry this person or not? That's a pretty big decision. Right. And and so you're going to have tension no matter what. But um, what Andy's talking about with that whole tension uh, really points to the conscience within. Mm -hmm. And and so when I think about those kind of illustrations, um, I think of my first year in college. I went to Biola University right here locally, it's a Bible college, uh, first time really being in that kind of environment. And I remember taking my first year class in Christian formation class. And during the midterm, uh, we we all kind of came in to the auditorium, it was a big class, we sat down, the professor came up, gave a quick instruction on the test, passed out the test. And then he said, when you're done, bring it up, drop it on the desk, and then you're free to leave. And then he proceeded to leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, um, about half of the room kind of looked up, started looking around the room and trying to process what just happened. And, um. I, I can tell you, uh, I, I won't tell you what happened, but I, I can tell you that it was an hour and 15 minutes of tension-filled process. And I felt like there was a test within the test. If you know oh, I mean. man, I do. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. I, 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 I've had
1: those same types of tension before where, you know, I'll be studying for a test in college or, you know, in high school. And Uh, somehow some way i won't say how but i come across the answers and then you know because of my faith because of what i believe there's this tension like uh i really want to do this because i really want to get a good grade but is there something wrong with this why do i feel like this is wrong even though it may be not right
0: and there's that tension that you're trying to wrestle through for sure for sure um no, another one that comes to mind, and th- this comes in a little bit more of a ministry context, but um, we we used to have somebody in the church um, who might fall in the category of what you might call like chronic callers. Hmm. Like she used to call maybe every couple of weeks and needed to talk through things, needed to pray through things. And and so it was almost regular, you know, like every two weeks you can expect um, to be reached out. and. This one particular night, um, we we have set an arrangement with a couple of really good friends. We haven't connected for a while. Uh, life was really busy. Um, we, we were scheduled to go out to a really great spot in K-Town uh, around Korean barbecue. And so it, it was going to be a big night. And then uh, <laughs> probably about 30 minutes before I was going to leave, um, I get a call from this lady. And she started to just kind of share about how uh, she was feeling and not feeling really well. And if I can uh, come by and pray for her and everything in me said, let me call you back tomorrow or yeah. let's make that arrangement tomorrow. But man, it, it, it was a tension, right? That was like, uh, no, uh, you, 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 you need to, you need to lean in. Right. Um, right. And I can tell you, for this one, um, uh, I ended up going to spend some time with her that night, praying for her. Um, and then next day, I, I got a call from her daughter saying that she passed away. And so, oh my gosh, yeah, it 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 it, it was it, it it was such a, a shaping moment for me in ministry. Yeah, um, about just paying attention to opportunities and. Making sure that you know, I, I have the other side of that tension to say, I don't want to have regrets. You know, right, right, right. And so that that, that was a huge moment. That uh, definitely tension kind of played a big part. Right, and we and those moments happen, you
1: know, quite often in our lives. And and you don't have to be a pastor for you to experience these tensions. Like yeah. they happen, and. What should happen is, you know, when that when that tension rise, when that tension comes up and you feel that, you know, part of the question is what part of the question of what tension deserves my attention is, Okay, there's something here in this important decision that I'm about to make or maybe just Mm -hmm. maybe not super important, but just a decision in general. I'm feeling something here. Maybe I should pause and dig into it. Right. Mm -hmm. But what 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 happens more often than not is that we tend to ignore that tension and just push through. Either we ignore it and we push through and make a decision that ends up being a decision we regret, or we ignore it and we don't make a decision, which ends up being something we might regret. Right. Yeah. Why do you think we, wh- why do you think we have that tendency to just try to ignore those things? Yeah.
0: Um, you know, the way I think about that tension is like tension is a good thing, right? Right. Because it's almost like this innate kind of hardwire, you know, uh, 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 reminder for us that, you know, there's something that we got to pay attention to. Right. 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 Um, But then that, that tension or the conscience also is one of those things uh, very similar to character. I think Mm. like you can feed it or you can starve it. Mm. And, and, And so, you know, when I think about like, that tension like you know this when you're younger and uh that tension is being uh cultivated and developed right we're we're, we're getting you know introduced to it um it almost feels like just just like a lot of cartoons kind of depict like the two voices you know right that's having a conversation in your mind um i i kind of see it like that you know it, mm. it is like a voice of reason and there's a voice of compulsion mm. you know and the voice of reason says, hey, there's consequences to your action. Like what you decide has a correlated, you know, outcome, right? Or, man, one of the best definitions I've heard um, people talk about what does what wise uh, person look like mm. uh, is um, recognizing, wise person uh, really recognizes that life is a connected whole. Mm that you know events decisions are not done in isolation that what i do what i did yesterday affects you know what happens today the decisions i make today influences what happens tomorrow you know yes Yes. habits work like that and so um you know you know um that voice of reason says hey Um, you got to pay attention because you want to make good decisions, right? Yes. But then the voice of compulsion, I think, really, uh, um, you know, confronts that because that's the other side that's kind of uh, shaped by, I think, so much of where our culture is. The compulsion, the two voices of compulsion for me is I want more and I want it now. Yeah.
1: Yes. Right. Right. It's interesting you say that because back in episode 13, uh, we had uh, Anna Anna Maguire on uh, from her podcast, uh, uh, So What? And we talked about this uh, quote from Bradley Bennett, uh, who said, today is the father of tomorrow, and today's challenges are the child of yesterday's decisions, Mm. right?
0: powerful
1: yeah right and so that tension that you feel it's all like uh, i don't want to it's almost like the, one of the reasons we ignore it is because uh, i don't want to i don't want to affect something and so i'm just leaving mm-hmm. it alone or this feels good right now the decision i'm going to make the the path i'm heading i like it it's for me I don't want this bad negative juju or whatever we want to call it to affect how good I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to
0: ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So we, we listen to the voice of compulsion, I think.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then when we do our focus zeroes in on what I can benefit Mm -hmm. over against what it might cost me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, what we hope for, what we expect, um, is not always what is tied to our decisions, you know? Right. Um, right. but then, um, we're really good at convincing ourselves. And
1: so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is the first question is, am I being honest with myself? Really? Right. So what hmm. we've done is we, we, if we make a bad decision, We've sold ourselves on a lie and no one, Andy says it. No one can sell ourselves like we can, right? We can sell anything to ourselves. That's right. We've we've sold ourselves on a lie. And then we've we've skipped the second question, which is what story do I want to tell? The legacy question, right? Mm-hmm. We don't think mm-hmm. about, we think about now instead mm-hmm. of later, right? That's we right. put now first, later, later. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the tension, it's like, yeah. uh, well, I'm just gonna push through because. We didn't ask the question if we were being honest with ourselves. We didn't care about later. We cared about now. So when the tension arose, we just said, to heck with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think um, if the consequences of our decision, bad decisions, was immediate, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we might be making a little bit different decisions. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, these consequences also take time, Right. Right. And so we think we got away with it. And and so, you know, when we know that there is a delayed consequence coming, um, why delay the gratification of today? Right. 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 And so we, we just go after it, you know? Right. Right.
1: Well, and it's what's interesting about that is that's where that I think that tension lies in is. You know, we're we're making a decision or we're in something and and that tension rises up. You know, it's kind of like what we've been talking about at Real Life Church in our Beats and Battle series yeah. during our during the week of anger, we talked about how anger is this uh it is this signal. It's like a smoke detector mm-hmm. that's alerting us to something. Something is not right within us, right? That's well, right. that tension. I think you would agree serves in the same purpose. So, why God put? That's why God created tension within us, right? To say, mm-hmm. "Hey, something is not right right now." Now, mm-hmm. now, not all the time does tension uh, beget uh, something wrong. Tension could also be something just to make us aware, more aware of something, or to to realize that we're making a very serious first step. You know, when I when I was standing on the uh, altar with my wife. I had tension. I was so yeah. scared that I wasn't going to be a great husband, that I was going to fail her and, and break her mm-hmm. heart and let her down. I think that's good tension,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I I, think that's a great point because tension is not to be avoided. Right. You know, tension is to be uh, paid attention to, you know, as as you've been talking about. And, you know, Andy is so, I think, uh, well communicated, but – it's just recognizing, just like anger is a, a signal that you pay attention to. And I think it really begins to reflect the other side of anger is like, what, 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 do, I, what do I value so much
1: mm-hmm.
0: that when the thing that I value is uh, jeopardized or it's, you know, it's compromised, that anger results, right? Right. And so, in that tension, I think it's really recognizing what, what is at stake? What's hanging on the balance of this decision? Right. Oh, and that's, that's why so it goes good. back to like, if it's a big decision, life decisions, right, um, you want to go slow. You right. want to ask the right questions. Right. You want to pay attention. Right. But you know what I realize is that um, in order for you to be able to really have the capacity to, walk through those big decisions well by paying attention really is paved by how we pay attention in the small things. Mm. Today, yep. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's so good, which is interesting
1: because I think if there's, you know, there are many characters in the Bible that have, that have experienced tension, but I think I always love the story of King David, right? I just, yeah. he's, is yeah. one of my favorite, favorite Bible characters. And if you talk about a moment where you really had to walk yourself through the first three questions of this of this series, hmm. I mean, there's no better moment than when David's in the cave, right and Saul is looking for him. And so Saul comes in, if you've not read the story, please go read this story. It's a great story. Uh, it's in the Old Testament. Uh Saul, King Saul is after David because he thinks David wants to take over his throne because God has already anointed David to be the next king. And and Saul's kind of gone mad. And so he's literally taking his army across the world chasing David. And so David and his men are hiding in this cave. And Saul, to take a basically a bathroom break, <laughs> ends up in this <laughs> cave. And he's use, you know, using your restroom. And David's men are urging him. This is your chance. This is your chance. You can kill him. You can slay. You can stop all of this madness now. You can do this. And David is feeling. I mean, we'd imagine that he's feeling this immense tension right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because I think he actually goes through these first three questions in his head. Like, I, uh, the first one is, "Am I being honest with myself? Why do I want to? Why do I want to kill David right now? Like, like why? Like, why do I want to do this?" And then he's like, What legacy will I leave? Because if I harm the Lord's Mm -hmm. anointed, Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: what makes me any better than him? Right. Yeah. And then he gets to, you know, uh, he gets to the third question is, okay, what's this tension? Obviously, there's this tension in me right now. Will you talk about that tension he faces in that moment and why he chooses not to take Saul's life? Yeah. I mean,
0: um, if you like David as a character in the Bible, you know, I was named after David. So you know (laughs) he he is definitely somebody that, you know, I've, I've just been gravitating towards, um, looking at his life and his own story, you know, um, and I resonate with what you're saying. Um, you know, what I see in that moment and that incredible encounter in in the cave, right. Is, um, um, Everything kind of lining up in such a way that if you're not thinking clearly, you can really rationalize and come to the conclusion that this is God opening a window for you. Yep. You know, you've been shutting all these doors, and now He's opened the crack or opened the window, right? Yeah. And and you really can. It's it's it, it could be very confusing because you can literally think. I mean, what are the chances? that you are hiding in a cave of many caves in that desert and Saul out of all places ends up coming into your cave, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, if you're a person of faith, you're thinking there, it's there is the a providential <laughs> in- intervention here, right? Right. But even against that, and even against the urgings of his, uh, soldiers, you know, uh, his army, um, he, he has an internal compass mm. that, that I think um, he um, pays attention to, which is amazing to me. And yeah. he doesn't always do that. You know, his life no, is up and doesn't. down. And, and there are moments where he should have listened to his tension. And he walked right through that like so many of us do. Right. And so this is not a, David has the internal you know, right. foundation that will never shake him. But in that moment, I think right. you're absolutely right. I, I think he uh, had the the conviction, the the wisdom to be able to pay attention, to be able to say, what kind of story do I want to be uh, told of my life? Uh, what do I want my legacy to be? Um, you know, how do I want to be a king? I, I mean, those are those are next level questions because I right. think. When you're desperate to be a king, the first chance you get, you go for it, right? But, but to me, this is a moment of his faith, and 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 this is why I think God, of all the things He can say about who David is, He says He is a man after My heart. Mm. Yep. You know, e- even in his worst moments, you know, um, he shows the he shows the humility. He shows the 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 you know willingness to turn back to him yeah um and in that i believe that he truly trusted that god destined him to be the king yeah and so he had enough confidence to be able to say how do i want to be the king or yeah. how does god want me to step in to that role right absolutely so, yeah absolutely david
1: i think that's such a good Good breakdown of that. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I will say about David. And you're absolutely right. We, 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 we try not to put any Bible character above God because they're, they're all flawed. They've all made mistakes. But they've had these moments, these little moments where you're just like, oh, that's what it means to be an uncommon Christian. Like That's what it means to live your faith. And so David in that cave, the reason he was able to really address that tension with him and Saul or what was going on in him so he didn't kill Saw was mm-hmm. because, as you said earlier, he probably was making these tension-filled decisions in smaller capacities earlier on yeah. in his life, right? Yeah. And that's something I don't want us to ignore for those of us listening today. Is, yeah, you're going to have these huge moments where, where the tension is going to come, and you're going to have to really just think through them, wrestle through them, make sure you're making the right decision. But it's in the small moments that you get the practice. It's like, you know, a basketball player showing up, basketball team showing up for NCAA championship game, not having practice all season, and they think they're going to win, right? No, you have to practice, right? You have to, you have to get into the gym, you have to run your plays, your sets, you have to know how to communicate. Well, in the same sense, when those, those big tension filled decisions rise up, it's in the small ones that you have the practice for the bigger ones, right? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Well, David, bring us home here. Can you give us maybe two to three ways that an uncommon Christian can address those tensions that rise up in their own life when they're making decisions? Hmm.
0: Um, you know, Andy in the book uh, talks about two things that you you should really commit to doing. He says, number one, I will pause when I can pinpoint the cause of my hesitation. Right, mm-hmm. uh, that tension. Um, doesn't, doesn't show up as a clear rationalization of why you shouldn't move into this or, you know, um, it, it may not be absolutely clear in that moment, but when you feel that hesitation, like stop, yeah, pause, pay attention. Right. And then the other is I will explore rather than ignore my conscience. Mm. Which I love, you know, because again, now that you felt that tug or that conscience, uh, I think he calls it the the red flag moment, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, when that comes, stop and then actually pay attention and explore. And so in doing those two things, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about. One is like every day you have an opportunity to really feed your conscience, you know. It, yeah. It's the small things, right? Yep. It's yep. Do, 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 do I, do I express my anger in, in in the person driving next to me because they're driving erratically or too slowly right. or do I not, you know, like it's uh, do I take that extra cup of drink when it says only one refill and I'm thirsty <laughs> or do I pay for a new one? You know, like these are ones where we're kind of honing. I think the internal voice within us, you know, Right. Um, the other thing I would say is, and we talk about this all the time, um, uh, take that inner voice and then match it up against external voice, mm. you know, re- really get some people around you, um, who are trusted voice wise counsel, yep. but then also, I think this is the key, uh, permission given to be able to speak. Yep. Yeah. Right. Not not just when I feel really bad and I want to talk about it, but they're given permission to be able to actually be a reflection, you know, and to say, hey, Michael, how can I help you in that? Or um, what, what what are you thinking through here in this big moment? Um, and how can I help you to make a decision that I think you'll look back and say, man, that was a pivotal moment for me?
1: Absolutely. I always say this is that you need people in your life. And especially when the tension, especially when the tension rises, but even before that, yeah. you need people in your life who love you too much to lie to you, but also love you too much to let you fail. Right? Yeah. So they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll come talk to you when you don't expect it. And it may mm-hmm. not feel very well, but mm-hmm. because they, they do it because they love you. So they're not going to lie to you. Right. Yeah. But they also then help you walk with you, give you practical next steps so that you don't fail in that. Like those are the kind of people you want in your life, especially when you're dealing with, you know, tension, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, David, man, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Yeah, this was fun. We'll have to have you back sometime. Love to be back. Awesome. Thanks, David. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you'd provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcast so that this show can reach more people. And you guys know what I say. This is what it's all about. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening
0: to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.